0: This week on the show, our pop culture references, we talk about the Netflix animated series Shira and Fortune Cookies. It's the first week of October 2021, and you're listening to Lunchbox Reaction. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Linnea, and I'm joined by Evan. Evan is me. And Brian. Hello, everyone. All right, so let's start with pop culture references. Who wants to go first? I'll go
1: first. So one of my favorite sci-fi shows ever is called Babylon 5, and it aired in the, uh must have been mid, mid-90s. It was a five-year show, and this show was quite groundbreaking because it was one of the first to use uh, computer graphics imagery, CGI, which we now call it. And it was one of the first shows, and this is going to sound crazy because pretty much every show is like this now, but this was the first show that went against the norm of just having one episode following another episode where every it was just like an episode of the week. The show was planned out to have a series arc of five years, and at the time that was pretty crazy, and now everything on TV does that. Everything has arcs, and you know there are season-long stories, multi-season-long stories, and that all started with this show called Babylon 5. And just this last week, the creator of the show, uh, J. Michael Straczynski, said that he's going to reboot the series. so there's going to be a new iteration of the show, which I'm I, <laughs> I've been talking to some of my friends about it, and I don't really know what to think because to me, the original show was perfect as it was. And and of course, when I say perfect, you know, there's always episodes that are, yeah, you know that was a dud or whatever. but but I mean, overall, the show was phenomenal. It won many awards. And to me, it, it's just going to be really weird to think that this is the same show but rebooted. I don't know. I'm cautiously optimistic, just because I have so much faith in the writer, and he's a great writer. But it's going to be really weird for me to see that. So anyway, that's that's my news of the week.
0: That's interesting. It was Babylon was? I thought it was like an anime, but it, I don't think. that's
1: No, right. no, it's a, it's a regular TV show. All
0: right. My pop
2: culture reference is that there is a official Mario movie coming out. I'm An- not excited for that. <laughs> a CGI animated Mario right, movie. with all these scary CGI animated movies coming out. That's being animated by Illuminations, the same people who made Minions. Wow. Well. So the, some of the cast are Chris Pratt as Mario, so it's just going to be like Star-Lord Mario.
0: Charlie no, da- wait. What? I wasn't paying attention. Chris Pratt is Mario? Yeah, Chris Pratt is oh Mario. Oh my god. <laughs> it's
2: just Star Lord Mario. Charlie Day is Luigi. Anna Taylor Joy as Princess Peach. Jack Black as Bowser. This is quite the cast. Seth Regan as Donkey Kong.
0: And Keegan Michael Key as Toad. I've literally heard all of these people's names before. <laughs> Weird. Like, Nintendo but Star Lord th- is Mario. <laughs> that's he's not Italian, is he? I know. What no. how are they gonna make a movie out of this? Nintendo but, okay. themselves revealed all the voice actors. What in the it's heck? gonna be really weird. Um my news of the week is that Disney has a trailer up for a new animated movie that's called Encanto, I think. Enchanto. I don't know, I don't know how to pronounce Spanish.
1: Isn't it Spanish? Isn't it Encanto?
0: Yeah, I think it's Encanto. They released the trailer. Well, the day we're recording this, they released the trailer a day ago. And the movie is going to come out on Thanksgiving. And yeah, it looks like uh, it's by the same people who made like Zootopia. And that movie was good. So it's about this
2: magical house where everyone who lives in it gets some kind of magical ability. Like being super strong Mm -hmm. or literally being perfect. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. Or talking to animals. Mm-hmm. And the main character does not have one of those
0: powers.
1: So it's suddenly sounding like My Hero Academia? <laughs> That's
0: what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Okie dokie. Well, let's get on to our main topic. <laughs> Okie week. So this week, we're talking about She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, the first season. It's a Netflix original show. It's a reboot of an old 80s cartoon. The show's first
2: season premiered on November 13, 2018, and the fifth and final season was released on May 15, 2020.
1: The show has earned many awards and gained critical acclaim for its diverse cast, along with the complex characters and relationships that develop over the course of the series.
0: The story of she takes place on a planet called Etheria and follows the stories of our two main characters, Adora and Catra, They are both orphans who have been taken in and raised to be soldiers by the Horde, an evil army trying to conquer Etheria. After getting lost in the woods one day, Adora finds a mysterious magical sword that transforms her into She-Ra, the legendary princess of power. She then meets Glimmer and Bo, who are part of the rebellion trying to stop the Horde from taking over the planet, and when Adora realizes the true extent of the Horde's cruelty, she decides to join them and help fight for Etheria. What do you guys think about this show's animation and art style?
2: I like it. All the characters look completely different from each other. Like, you could definitely tell one apart from another. Which a lot of shows do, but not in, like, the way that or can do it. Like, every character All the characters has, are very different. They, <laughs> have, they all have their own defining feature. Like, one can move their hair around. Another can- just has a big heart on his it chest. They
0: take lots of inspiration from the designs of the characters from the 80s, so.
1: So this show definitely passes the test where every character has their own silhouette that's unique, so you can tell who you're looking at right away. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the colors are bright and vibrant, which is kind of fun.
0: The colors are like they're all like neon purples and greens. Mm, I find that yeah, cool. it reminds me a lot of, the of <laughs> a lot of sparkles. I know. Well, actually, the colors depend on the area where yeah, they're in. Yeah, depending on the area where they're in, the colors are like very different. Like, whenever they're in, like, the cool Crystal Temple stuff, it looks very Steven University to me. Well, I mean, it is called the Crystal Temple. Yeah. <laughs> I really love this show's art style. I get a lot of inspiration from this show's art style and my own art. Along with anime, this is the, her inspiration. Yeah. what's interesting is that this show is a cartoon, but it looks a lot more like anime than it does cartoon.
1: Do you know where the show was produced? Was it produced here in the U.S.? Or was uh, yeah, it? Okay, it's
0: the DreamWorks show. What do you think of the soundtrack and the music?
1: I can honestly say I remember the opening theme but I guess I haven't noticed the other music.
0: Yeah, me
2: neither. <laughs> I just realized that like I couldn't I wasn't paying attention to the music at all.
1: I mean, I guess in a way that's good because it blends in and it doesn't overpower yeah, what's going on. Yeah, the
0: music really has an effect on the scenes. It's like there's some this show has kind of like two genres of music. Sometimes it's like fun 80s stuff where they're when they're like fighting and um, and then other times it's kind of it's like really cinematic and there's like orchestra <laughs> and then sometimes it's just like sad piano
1: <laughs> y'all have to go back or maybe when we watch the second season if I can... you
0: ever go back and watch like this show you have to like pay attention to the music y'all have, have to like listen it. to it more I'm like so... i said i was
1: more just watching it for the story with you guys, so I, I guess I wasn't necessarily. I'm
0: so angry that on Spotify they made a whole playlist, but they didn't include anywhere near all of the music. It just makes me so sad.
1: Well, I mean, there there are how many episodes? Ten for the first season, or?
0: There's like 52 episodes in the whole show. Right, but how many were in the first season? In the that first we season, there's 13.
1: Okay, so 13 episodes, and they're each what? 30 minutes roughly.
0: Yeah, but it's, like, the kind of show where, like, main themes are kind of, like, reused. They're reused, okay. But a lot of the main themes aren't even in the Spotify playlist.
1: Oh, okay. Does each princess have her own theme, have you noticed?
0: Some of them do. One of the main characters who's, like, super into tech and stuff has her own theme. (laughs) Do you have any favorite characters so far?
2: I really like the Scorpion person. Scorpia?
0: Yeah, she's pretty awesome.
2: Scorpia's pretty cool.
0: And the tech is by far probably like the sweetest character on the show <laughs> even that though she's technically a villain
2: yeah right now i like all the villains more than i
0: like the actual uh, i characters. think yeah i think at least for me in like the first two seasons of the show the villains are a lot more interesting than the heroes
1: i like the princess whose power is the uh, creating gadgets and things and trapped and Entrapta. i think she's pretty cool
0: yeah i love her She's the one who can move around with her pigtails.
1: Yeah, her hair moves around, and she's it's... a
0: lot older than the other characters in the show. She's the other characters are like supposed to be like nineteen to twenty, and then she's like in her mid thirties.
1: Oh, okay. I don't. I don't know if they've said this outright, but it seems like she's different than the other princesses because she's mm-hmm. not. She doesn't have some power.
0: Yeah.
1: What do I want to say? Like the other princesses have.
0: Her Special. powers, yeah, the other princesses have elemental powers. Elemental, that's what it was. And then yeah. uh, Entrapta, her power is basically that she's just really, really smart. Really smart, It's yeah. a power, it's just a character trait. Yeah, no, but her, it's cool. I, I mm-hmm. like her for that. Her power is that she can move her hair. I think that's probably something that her technology incorporated.
1: And I guess what makes her interesting to me is that she doesn't seem to have a side or notice yeah, which side she's, she's on.
0: She's like the definition of like a neutral, neutral character. Yeah, you know, like you, she's not on. I don't want to give spoilers, but she's like she's not on the good side. She's not on the bad side. She's kind of just on the side of the advancement of technology, and she kind of just wants to be everyone's friend, not just two specific people. Right,
1: right, yeah. So I think that that's that's a very interesting character. She's not black and white. Mm. She she kind of goes back and forth.
2: For such a smart person like her, she kind of doesn't realize what side she's on. She doesn't have a lot of
0: street smarts. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's for sure. She's so interested in technology that that has taken over to the detriment of trying to understand other people or make friendships Mm -hmm. or or see the larger picture.
0: Her character was actually written to be autistic, which I found interesting. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. She, She definitely, like... She definitely cares about people and helping her friends, but she's just not great at knowing how to, like, show that. I just have to say that my favorite characters- I- I, I have favorite characters because I can't decide. I love all of the characters. But, like, I think my favorite two characters would have to be Adora and Catra. <laughs> I love both of them a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, Adora's the main character. She's- probably one of, like, she's probably is my favorite protagonist of anything I've ever watched. Because she's like a chosen one, but as the show goes on she kind of, like, defies the typical chosen one trope. Uh, then there's Catra. Catra and Adora grew up together in the Horde. So Adora was Catra's best friend so when Adora left Catra is, like, she's really, really sad that the one person who she cared about and who cared about her left her she's really sad about that. But then she realizes that Adora's kind of always been one-upping her her whole life. So now that she's gone, then she has the ability to be promoted and just do better in her career because no one's ever really believed in her. That's kind of what spirals her to start going down the evil path because she starts neglecting her friendships and bonds with other people and just tries to keep being more and more powerful to kind of prove herself.
1: You're talking about Catra, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Anyway, yeah, the villains on this show are very complicated. Um, What do you think about the relationships between the characters?
1: So I like how Adora goes out and tries to get all the princesses to join up. Um, I think that's kind of fun. But so my one question is, and I've been thinking about this, who's the uh, winter princess? Frosta. Frosta.
0: Yeah, we don't really get to see a lot of her this season.
1: Yeah. And so that was that was the one thing that struck me as odd. In this first th-
0: season, she just kind of comes off as a brat,
1: <laughs> right? Well, yeah, she comes off as a brat, but then suddenly at the, in the last episode, she suddenly shows up and it's like, hey, I'm going to join in. And to yeah. me, that that felt really odd because all the other princesses, she went out, and she helped, and she earned their trust. And that, and with with Frosta, it it's just suddenly she showed up, and that that was the one thing that struck me as really odd in the season. Uh, other than that, though, I think all the relationships were pretty good. In that, in that they set them up, they they worked on them, and they they had them evolve over the show.
0: Mm-hmm. I think once we start getting to know Frost's character better, it starts making a bit more sense about why she acted that way. I just thought that she felt bad because of
2: because she didn't believe Adora for a while. That
0: could have been too. Uh
2: what do you think about
0: the show's villains?
2: They're the best characters. What else can I say?
0: This show makes you, like, care about the villains just as much, if not more, than you care about the heroes.
1: I mean, I don't know if I care about the... Who's the Lord? Shadow Weaver? No, not Shadow Weaver. Who's the guy above Shadow Hordak? Weaver? Hordak. Yeah, I mean... he gets more development in the okay, series too. Okay, cuz in the first in season the
0: first he's kind of just like a like he's a just, figure behind he's a Yeah, he's on like, the like screen. The, he's like the emperor and we, we don't we second. only got to see him in person I think once this season all the other times he was just on a screen. Yeah. yeah. But, like I mean, what emperor. if I told you who's not He's not actually the end game villain of the show.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, cuz for yeah, he didn't really do that much and then Shadow Weaver just seemed...
0: Shadow Weaver gets a lot more development, too.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. Because the first season, again, I, I don't think Shadow Weaver got that much. I mean, I think we more focused on Ketra. Mm-hmm. And then the, was it Scorpia? Scorpia. Is that... Yeah, and I like those two. They're...
0: I love that the names of all the characters in this show are so easy to remember.
1: One thing that I was going to point out that I like the show is that there's... Uh, you were talking about how they all look different. But I think another thing, in addition to just looking different, is that there's so many different body types.
0: Yeah, so that's another thing about the show. She, yeah. I think She-Ra is by far the most representative show I've ever watched. If you, like, look on Netflix, then, like, the first thing that comes up in, like, the Representation Matters collection is She-Ra. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's cool because you think about, about all these cartoon characters, and they're always, you know, paper-thin, model-looking, strapping physique, whatever. And, and here in this show, we have... We have Adora who's who's kind of like that, but then we have her best friend Glimmer, who's short and I would describe her as a little stocky. You know, all the guys, they aren't over superly or super muscular or anything. They're just
0: one of the guys and, always wears a crop top.
1: <laughs> yeah. And in fact the most muscular character is Scorpia. I mean, she's like a yeah. super probably six and a half foot tall butch looking you know, you wouldn't want to meet her in a dark alley, but <laughs> Except that she's <laughs> but she's
0: just so nice, but yeah,
1: but she's so nice, and so I like that there's all these different body types and looks, and you can kind of find yourself in any one of these you're not limited to just your standard oh here's the, the normal model look, so I think that's pretty cool mm-hmm.
0: so do you think this show is more fantasy or science fiction fantasy,
1: yeah, when you have flying unicorns, I'd say it's probably fantasy. <laughs> And Not elemental power a
2: Pegasus
1: Pegasus, if yeah. you
2: watched my little pony, you would know that,
1: oh, well, but it does have a horn though, so it's a flying unicorn,
0: no, it's a Pegasus, dad,
1: a Pegasus with a horn,
0: anyways, we're going off topic, yeah, I think the genre of the show kind of like shifts as it goes where the first few seasons are a bit more like fantasy adventure, we're just. Or journey around on our planet, like defeating bad guys with our unicorns, <laughs> but then once you get to the later seasons, it becomes like, a, like a sci-fi where it's like portals and spaceships. <laughs> it's and space portals. Um, is there anything that you'd want to see more of in the future seasons?
1: So this show, it, it, this makes me think of of the shows where someone transforms into something else. So you have She-Ra, or you have you have adora transforming into shira in the old shows you had you know the prince transforming into he-man you transformers transforming into different things you have power voltron rangers. power rangers so i always wonder what happens in this 30 odd seconds to 45 <laughs> seconds when people transform that you know does the enemy just stand there and not not do anything or or is it just for show, or what, what's going on? This I, that's,
2: transformation is so pretty, I'm just going to sit here and that's watch. That's one thing that's always
1: bothered me about these shows. <laughs> I'm just going to sit
2: here in my canon.
1: So, I mean, <laughs> that's it, that's so
0: funny to imagine. That's
1: neither here nor there, but I, it's just, it's funny. Every <laughs> it's time the, Every, every time, time she transforms into she I'm thinking, is everyone just standing around watching her? Because, you know, watch her hair poof out. Ooh.
0: Catra <laughs> <laughs> would just be staring everyone, at all the shiny they're, lights. Like, they're fighting, then everyone just pauses to watch, then they just fight again. <laughs> I want to see
2: Catcher just watching She-Ra's flashy lights. I think we we have
0: gotten to see that.
1: Are there more princesses that we meet in the future, or have we met pretty much
0: all of them? Yeah, I think we have met all of the princesses. I, have, I think the first season of the show, it spends the majority of the episode introducing new characters, but then the rest of the season, not a lot of other the rest of the show, not a lot of new characters are introduced. It mm-hmm. just kind of plays with the ones that we already have and develops them. Okay. But does, the,
1: <laughs> does the world get any larger?
0: Oh, you bet it does. Oh, <laughs> okay. okay, oh, my cause, God.
1: Because that's the one thing that I keep thinking is we have the horde and we have the, what do you call the opposite horde, the princesses?
0: The princess alliance.
1: Princess alliance. And it seems like they just, oh, let's walk over to this princess place and now let's walk over here and let's, It seems like they're all within about a fifty square mile area, and this is supposed to be a whole planet. So to me, it it seems like it's way too small. That's why I was wondering if we meet more people in the future.
2: It's a small
0: planet. Okay. (laughs) It's a small world after all. I guess they just. I think they just have like really fast methods of traveling. I guess.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, they are flying around in levitating ships. I guess
0: I think with every new season of this show, another like. Major character is like introduced. Okay. Um, pretty much every like minor character in the show, who you think is just gonna be there for one episode and then leave, they always like come back in a later episode at some point. So they're never just there for nothing. Uh, what age would you say that this show is for? All ages.
1: Uh, I'd say tweens and early teens. I mean, you obviously like it. You said it's mm-hmm. your favorite show ever. Yeah. So it's aimed at you. Personally, for me, it's probably nothing that I would search out, but I mean, it's a good show that I won't, I wouldn't knock it for that. I mean, it's, it's good. Like I said, it has great representation of all kinds of different people. So, I mean, it's cool.
0: Yeah. For me, I feel like this show is a lot more aimed at like teens and young adults than anyone. I think like little kids can like watch it and enjoy it, but like, I mean, cause it's like a colorful fantasy princess show, but they, Little kids probably won't understand, like, the bigger issues that happen in the show. And I think a lot more young adults and teens can relate to the struggles of a lot of the characters' faith in the show. So, how would you rate the first season of Shira?
1: I'll give it a 7.5 out of 10.
2: Dad, you stole my answer. I, I was going <laughs> to give it a 7.5 out of 10.
1: Well, then you should have gone first.
2: <laughs> I'm the one who gives stuff 7.5 out of 10. Me,
0: not you. Yeah, I think I'd probably say the same. You'd give it a seven and a half?
1: I was expecting you to give it a oh. higher number since <laughs> Well, yeah, it's, or maybe later it's my seasons. favorite
0: show of all time, but this season isn't really my favorite oh, season okay. of this show. All right. Well, that the makes sense. The seasons get, like, way better as they go. Like, the fifth season is, like, the best finale to anything I've ever seen ever. <laughs> but I think the first season... It's probably just like a 7.5 for me because most of it was spent introducing the characters and we don't really get a lot of the story until the last few episodes. Like the Owl House. Mm. Alright, so now it's time for Fortune Cookies.
1: Well, I just got a standard run-of-the-mill one, which we've probably had before. It's, do not give a man a fish, but teach him how to fish. We've Actually, we that.
0: haven't gotten that before. Oh, really? Uh, I don't think we've gotten that on this podcast, yeah, but, but we've, we've definitely seen it before. Everyone's
1: heard that one, yeah.
0: Mine is, don't be hasty. Prosperity will knock on your door soon.
2: Mine is, don't let your limitations overshadow your talent.
1: That's a good one. I like that one.
0: Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of Lunchbox Reaction. You can find us on the web at lunchboxreaction.net, uh, at Twitter, at lunchboxreaction... And, yeah, see you next week at the lunch table. Uh, I'm Linnea. Bye. (laughs) I'm Evan. Bye.
1: And I'm Brian. We'll catch you all next week.